and uh, say Steve. Say say a little say Steve. Say Steve, everybody. Say a little Steve. Hope you enjoyed your 4th of July and that you were able to say Steve with your family and friends, whether you're in a neighborhood or at an event or yes. a pool, wherever you are, say Steve. I think I should be, you know, people have the the spokesperson for certain events, certain things. I think I should be the spokesperson for the for 4th of July fireworks safety. Like, remember, folks, say Steve out there. And then that just say Steve. That's what I need to be. That's what I was meant to be. Move over, Smokey Bear. We've got Nick Baugh. Smokey Baugh. Smokey Baugh. Smokey Baugh has a message for you for this 4th of July. And say Steve. Say little say Steve. You remember our buddy Corey? Yeah. Your producer? Yeah. And the call screener when I would call in? Yes. Um, he sent me. Oh no! Oh no, Corey! He sent me the full C Steve oh, clip. Oh, God. because I said, remember in the clip, I was like, I wonder how Joel Clatt, like, how he responded. Right. Do you want to hear this, or would you rather not? Like, I've got it. My memory is that it that Joel didn't really acknowledge it, so I'm confident right. that I'll re-listen to it, but. I'm not totally 100% certain that that's it. Maybe my memory has blocked it. You know what I mean? Like your brain blocks out trauma. I mean, let's let's do it. Let's fire it up. Let's hear what, how Joel right. reacted to see Steve. And let's see how many people, uh, you know, were good with the poll because we did ask a very important question in the chicken poll this week, uh, which was, do you think Joel Klatt noticed Nick's word fumble at the end of the interview? 84% said yes. Let's listen. Joel Klatt, FS1. Joel, you know, from my vantage point, you're as good as it gets in the college football world. We appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. Have a great call tomorrow night. And uh, stay safe. Say, say a little stay safe in, uh, in, in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, I... I... Nick, you, you do a great job as well, my friend. I appreciate that, Joel. Thanks, man. You got it. See you. you got it. Joel Klatt, FS1. Uh, that was really good. That was uh, that was money. <laughs> so I had not heard that until I just played that. And my favorite parts now were, you know, you buttering him up at the end of the interview. You know, you're, you know, for, you're as good as it gets. You know, from my vantage point, you're as good as it gets. In the- <laughs> okay, all right. And then him trading it back. Nick, you, you do a great job as well, my friend. <laughs> okay. And then you at the end feeling pretty good about your dismount. That was, uh, that was money. <laughs> <laughs> that was money. Oh, my God. Oh wow! Okay, so he—I mean—that is, that is a guy. That is someone who just uh, did the gymnastics routine, fell seven times, broke an ankle, and then at the end, go nailed it, ten. nailed it, ten out of ten. You know, do the whole like really act like they nailed it as they <laughs> fall on their face after they get up. That's exactly what that was. But yeah, the confidence and the audacity to proclaim and rate the whole situation money. By yours truly is pretty, pretty bold. That's a pretty bold move that by was, you. Boy. Uh, that was money. That was uh, that was money. <laughs> you want? Okay. Are you ready for another Nick Ba? Another edition of the Nick Ba Joel Clat journey? Rofest. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. This would have been golly jeepers maybe maybe a month and a half ago two oh, months nine, ago oh, nine, oh, 10. but we, i mean you got to go back to oh nine oh ten for this story your boy is doing a peloton workout 
No, stop this. I'm no. doing a Peloton workout, and as you know, as a, a live class, did you do a live class? Well, I didn't do a live class, but you know, there's there's sections of like here now or like yeah, all yeah. time. Yeah, in the room. In yeah. the room. Yeah. So here now, all of a sudden pops up. I'm trying to remember. It was like Joel. It was Jay Clat. See you buff or something like that. Oh my! It was so, something to where it was like, okay, either this guy is a stalker of Joel Clat, or this is Joel Clat. I decide. You gave him a high five. You gave him a virtual. I, I thought high about. Five. I thought about high fiving him, but instead, I went through the workout. I get out my phone. I take a picture because I was almost finished oh, with the workout boy. and he had just started. I take a picture of the leaderboard. I have Joel Klatt's digits. I text it to Joel Klatt and I say, either this is you or you got a big stalker, LOL. And then I go, how about this, my man? You beat my score. You don't have to come on my pod again. But if you don't beat my score, you have to come on my podcast. He responds like, oh, my God, were you doing this class? And he screenshotted like the teacher, you know, the instructor, all that oh, stuff. He's wow. like, that was oh, me. And then he proceeds to then screen grab the leaderboard at the end. Joel Klatt eviscerated me. <laughs> like, I mean... We're talking 92 Dream Team playing Romania type of an ass kicking. And, and I was like, oh, man. And he was like, those, those, those mile high lungs, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yep, know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and then he never acknowledges coming on the pod or not. Because then I was like, oh, yeah. great, great banter. How about the pod? And then no response. The problem was you gave him great incentive to do well. about it that way he got the text it's like ooh, i better I, I whatever's in the tank i gotta have my greatest performance of all time i do not want to go on c steve's pod would you like to go on my pod it's called c steve <laughs> it's the and uh say steve <laughs> uh, say uh, say a little say steve and uh in in lincoln as a buffalo my man i love it i appreciate it <laughs> I love it. I love the way you fumbled at the two. I love how you just did terrible with that. Like, yep. That was much like Nebraska's red zone offense. You turned it over <laughs> inside the two on the doorstep, right about ready to touch down on the end of the interview. Oh, how about that, though? I did. I didn't think about it. I gave him motivation to have the greatest Peloton workout of all time, and he did. I mean, this dude murdered me. And actually, like, I felt like I kind of had a good performance. Boy, did he, he just crush me. But yeah, so the so let's just say let's let's just say that Joel and I have had only two interactions in the history of our lives, and both of them have been a little awkward. And both of them really saw you emasculated and, and fumble. <laughs> you and and <laughs> at the end, even though you got waxed by Joel, crushed. You said that was uh, that was money. <laughs> oh, he oh, killed me! Yeah. So, in a related a story, story, I'm I'm still working on that clap appearance on my pod. I got to think of another way. I'm just nonstop. I'm just going back onto Peloton workouts, trying to find him again. You know, it's just. I'm, I don't know you're, how I'm going to find him. You're going from you're going from instructor to instructor, dipping in and out of classes. It looks like you did 40 classes today. No, I, nah. I was in and out. I just in and out of door. Is he in there? Nope. 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 <laughs> wow, you, boy, you're pretty good at doing pelotons, aren't you? You're like, no. <laughs> wow, you're pretty good at asking questions, aren't you? See, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, Joel. You should have come hey, on my hit Steve. podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's called Sailor Steve.
you gotta make sure you snap in. You gotta get those snappers in there. You oh, see Steve. You gotta see Steve. You gotta see Steve. I had a big. I'm not gonna lie to you though. I had a big resurgence for whatever reason. I think it's just because Mava was really into fireworks this this year. I've never been a huge fireworks guy. Your boy got pretty into going to, purchasing the fireworks, getting crunk about it, lighting it off with Mave. I had a, I was I had a big big resurgence in the firework game this year. I'm not gonna lie to you. When you when you have newborns or just kids under the age of three, and that's all you have, or maybe under the age of four, you're like. My kid's uh, not only is he afraid, he's asleep, right? Like, right. why are you doing this? We should be done. It's 10 o'clock. Why are we doing fireworks past this? And then you get to a certain stage where they're toddlers. They're going to be up anyway. It's summer hours. And even though you have a newborn, you've got older babies. You're like, you know, yeah. Marvin, yeah. He'll, he'll be fine. Let's let the world set the world on fire right. here and let's do some right. fireworks. Marvin, you're fine. And, uh, you re- yeah, you reach that stage where it's good. We're up. Yeah, we're up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Let me say, Lincoln, Nebraska. Where we were, we're out um, about a drive, about an hour drive, place called O Street. (laughs) I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, place called Sand Hills. Sand Hills. Apologize. Yeah, okay. Everywhere. Where were you at? Uh, Not O Street or Sand Hills, but where are you at? Bull. We are in uh we are in uh very, very East Lincoln. Right. Uh Waverly, south of the Waverly exit. Oh. By about fifteen minutes. South oh. of the Waverly exit. Yeah, we're at like South Sixty Sixth Street. I saw I saw your one video of just a spectacular, spectacular parachute play that I think should just go should echo on an eternity. And you were on seemingly a football field. It looked like there was a, a hundred yards of green grass. It was incredible. That's the thing about this property that we are at. It's my uh, father-in-law's house. Um, uh, he and my mother-in-law, they have this house out here. And it's right off of Highway 2. Uh, right near the, um, right off near Pine Lake Road, and they have a huge property behind them. I mean, we we brought that's one of the reasons we brought our dog on this eighteen and a half hour drive, about an hour drive. Ah! Tell you a bit more about that in a minute. But uh, the property in the backyard it's a huge yard, and so the kids just right when they get here they sprint toward the you know the tree swing in the backyard, and so they're doing all this stuff. So they're setting off fireworks. Um, we set fireworks off in the driveway, but we did the parachute stuff in the backyard. And man, that wind just blows the, oh, the parachute. You ain't lying, boy. I, I tweeted that thing out, and I was like, do I do this? Yes, I do. Hashtag Sports Center Top 10. Let's see if it gets out there. I'm still waiting for the producers to ask me for all the details. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he snagged that uh, that thing. He hit the deck and got up and got it. And it was impressive. Never, never, been more, never been more proud. But Lincoln, Nebraska does fireworks in such a way that you would think the consumer price index and inflation does not exist. <laughs> like, like you think, like, I know in the economy is a wreck. We're going through a very hard time. But on July 4th or even July 3rd, you would think all is well because of the amount of money that is spent. Which is, is it? Great. Like, it's unbelievable what Lincoln, Nebraska does for fireworks. You'd be hard-pressed to find another city in the world that does what this really okay that's interesting note because you know you don't know what you don't know and my knowledge of the fourth of july is just simply what's going on in the 402 and so this is just how it is right so i don't that's interesting that's an that's interesting to know that this is a so this is a like they do it bigger than charlotte they do it bigger than well like Charlotte, what we've found is like a lot of our neighbors go to the beach on July 4th. Like they just go to the beach. So our neighborhoods aren't, at least ours, isn't as populated. We've been the, like the only per- people around on our street. Maybe that's what it July is. 4th. Maybe there just isn't the option really or to right? go anywhere. Not to downgrade Nebraska, you know. Let's, but- not, to, not to say anything bad about Nebraska and Lincoln, but it's incredibly boring. <laughs> You got 
no choice but to do parachutes in your front yard what, and just. What to shard do you have? What are you going to get in a eight-hour? What are you going to go to Mahoney? Like really? I mean, Come on, let's be honest. Let's here. be real about this here. You know, I mean, you're you are not you're not going to be going anywhere. But that's probably what it. I suppose that's what it is. That most other cities are close enough to something. Some body of water, right? Some... Where you can go do whatever. Maybe that's maybe that's the answer, and you just well, that's, that's makes why sense. Memorial Stadium is full every week. I mean, right, like, right. You know, it's not really you're not mocking. It's just the fact. Like, right. what are we gonna do? Let's go to the game. What are we gonna do? Let's blow the whole city up with fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's burn it to the ground, rebuild it with an ocean. What do we think of that idea? <laughs> like, it was, we have this vantage point where you can see along the skyline. There's fireworks everywhere. I mean, it's just, it was awesome. It was uh, really cool, and uh, it's really fun to be in Lincoln, Nebraska, which we are here for a couple of weeks. And I, a couple of things. Did the uh, we we drove we did the straight shot oh, from I... Charlotte to Lincoln in oh. one day in one day we left a little before five a.m. Eastern time and got to my in laws at ten thirty p.m. Central time. Oh, so wow. we stopped like four or five times. Probably spent three hundred bucks in gas, uh, filling it up every time, and got to uh, I mean motored through seven states, six or seven states, and. Uh, it was, uh, it was, I was surprised we did it. I was glad we did it. And then, you know what it is about when you drive that far and you get to a certain spot in the same day, you go, you know what? We're not that far away. Isn't that crazy? There's, there's, some, there's something about that. There, do, it, there hits a point. I've, now, I've never done 18 hours. I want to say my career high. Your boy's done 12, probably. I mean, I one time, I I think from Lincoln to Indianapolis, I there was a, there was a, a Dairy Queen treat coming to nebraska a blizzard and your boy had to beat it because all the flights were going to be canceled your boy had to beat it had to had to michael jackson hit song in the 80s beat it to get to indianapolis before the snow hit and so i i drove through the night and i so i went about 10 or 11 hours but i've never 18 there's a big difference between 10 and 18 but by the I don't know. At what point did that set in? Like, was it hour 10, 12, 14, where you're like, whatever, at this point, whatever? I tell you, when you do the Google map and you go, okay, here we are, we're going to Lincoln, and it says 17 hours, 25 minutes, and you know it's dark when you're leaving, it's going to get dark when you show up, and you've got, you're just thinking, I just hope and pray that we get there in one piece, and I hope that this thing, that, that, you know, the kids are good. The kids were great. Right. The dog in the car was the best behaved of them all. I was going to say, that's a that's a rough chilling. one. He was chilling. I've I've heard though, and Kelly said that uh, dogs when they get nervous they shed a lot of hair. Uh, they shed a lot uh, fur, and our van was coated after we were done. Like he, <laughs> thank God there wasn't any urine or any defecation in the car. That was you know me at a stoplight. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, but uh, he was he was good. But there was a lot of there was a lot of fur. How how much how much Huey Lewis in the news was played? <laughs> how much Huey? How much Huey does it take to get from Charlotte to Lincoln? I tell you, you're playing four. You're playing sports. You're playing. <laughs> heck, you're playing the entire Back to the Future soundtrack. I figured. Like is it sad that uh, when I saw the photo that you posted of you know, the whole fam in the van, the First, I'm not lying to you. The first thing I thought of was Huey Lewis in the news. I don't know why that's what I... I just am picturing you replaying Huey Lewis songs and your whole family just like, oh, my God, this guy. This guy we get stop. it. We get it, Matt. Dad, it's hip to be square. <laughs> Shut up. No, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. Again. The irony is we're listening to this song and I'm not happy to be stuck. <laughs> but... You, it does make you realize the gratefulness you must have when you in in a car driving for that long for the technology that we have at our disposal. Oh. Few things. One, being able to type in, here's where we want to go, tell me where to go. There's no maps. There's no, okay, now we get on this. Kelly's Kelly's asleep. Yes. She's not looking at a no. map to track, you know, trek out our, our route. No. We're not doing that. I've got it. Google Maps. Computers right. tell us what to do. 
and they do. And they tell me if there's been a, a police officer or a cop or a state trooper. Right. Or accident, detour here, or whatever. Right. We we had one where it goes, okay, this thing, oh, looks like construction. The Google map pops up this route 27 minutes faster. Yeah, you're like, great. If, if, you, don't, if you don't have that, you're just... I know. You're getting there in 20 hours instead of 18. Right. You, know, you don't know. Right. Right. You've got that. Then you've got the iPads yeah. where kids like Cohen is watching three or four movies. We played in an all-star game and it was on Game Changer. And so it's there online with the score and everything for Porter to watch. Porter watched his baseball games three or four times oh, yeah. during this thing. We're watching movies. We got the DVD player. We're just so spoiled. I I go back to the days of hey, let's play the license plate game. Right. See how many we? It's like why don't you punch me in the face and get me an iPad? Or you get your, <laughs> or you get your Lloyd Christmas game right, and you act like you're running. Feels like you're running at an incredible rate. <laughs> I mean, you would. I don't know that you would think about doing straight through if you didn't have the technology. I just wouldn't. Well, truly, truly, remove everything you just said. You have to get. You have to buy a map, map it out. The kids have no iPads. There's a zero percent chance you do that driving one day. Right, right. There's no way you do it. Right. Like, oh, we need to stop for gas. All right, search gas stations along my route. Okay, we'll be there in seven minutes. Like, the maps aren't telling you where the I gas know. stations are, where the fast food restaurants are. Yeah, That's that that. It's it's still regardless. It's pretty remarkable that you you made that trek. That's a yes. even with all the technology helping you along the way. There's it's still 18 hours of driving. I think it helped last, that it's dead in the middle of the summertime where you had light. You probably yeah. only were driving in the dark for about 90 minutes. That's at, at most. Yeah, you're right. No, you're that right. helps, exactly. but nevertheless, yeah. yeah. And, and the last thing I wanted to do was wake, stop somewhere, wake up, and then have eight more hours to go. It's like, yes, no, I let's go. We're up. Let's get out. Let's of hammer here. through it. Let's hammer plus through we it. Have a, plus, we have a dog. We don't need to be in a hotel. Plus, plus quick full time out from this ridiculously amazing podcast to tell you about our good pals at The Beanery. We are really excited, Shiki, about this live event at the Hale Varsity Club on July 14th because, Shik, how about the fact that we are literally potentially going to be able to honestly, for the first time ever, in all sincerity, Say, over here on our right with uh, Paul here. And on our right will actually be Paul and the gang from the Beanery helping people out with some prizes and some potential, I don't know, maybe a cup of coffee or two? Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Uh, it'd be great to finally meet Paul in person if he's there, or at the very least, get your hands on some Beanery swag, Beanery gift cards, whatever they're going to provide for us. We are looking forward to that. I am in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I drove to uh, Omaha to see my sister, who lives there. And on our way there, we passed. Uh, we went on Highway 6 and went through Ashland. Mm -hmm. And I drove past the Beanery. And it warmed my heart. I was like, that, I'm going to stop there. I need to stop there. Paul, let me know where you're going to be or what store you're at. I want to see you, if not at the live show. But before that, I want to, I, I drove here. Didn't fly here. I drove here. The reason we drove here, no other reason that we drove here from, from Charlotte to Lincoln, was so I could take three pounds of beanery <laughs> coffee beans back with us. I don't need to check them. Not doing a plane, doing a car, doing a van. Paul, Got plenty of room for your beans. Oh, uh, I, I will say the Ashland location. That's my. That's that's the spot I always hit up. The Ashland Beanery is it? It just. It's it's it's, it's such it's a small town. It's yes. a quaint uh, small town. Quaint. You, you're going through Ashland. You're going through this town, uh, and you know goes by in the blink of an eye. But there's the Beanery on the side of the road. Uh, it's, it's just it's absolutely incredible. And you know, it's speaking of incredible. They have incredible drinks there. And, you know, when it's 100 degrees up in this thing, you, you need to get things. Not You can have them hot if you want to, but you can also go the anti-Bopolini and get things iced, get them cold, Bo. I'm sorry. Bo, what are your, what's your take on this with a latte? I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. Even in the summer, Bo, really? When it's a, when the heat index is 100, 101? got to be hot okay i disagree with that but your boy i mean a cold brew coffee from the beanery let's just say it gets the job done okay you know what it makes you feel hot yeah hot yeah hot yeah.
Thank you both. That's disgusting. The Beanery with locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. They got a drive through so you don't need to get out of the car to get your coffee needs met. It's the Beanery serving people coffee. While you're driving, I'm sure I'm trying to think of what day the, the USC-UCLA news hit. Was that the day the USC? Yes. So that gave you yes, a but It happened at a rest stop. I'm going into, you know, we're going into McDonald's to go to the bathroom. You're going to go Ken Wisenhunt yeah. inside of a McDonald's bathroom? and went Ken Wisenhunt. Yep, went Ken Wisenhunt. <laughs> I went, nobody beats the whiz in the... <laughs> But this thing, this news pops up about USC UCLA, and I turn to Kelly. I go, "Well, the Big Ten's getting USC UCLA. How's your morning going?" You know, as we head out. Right. Unbelievable. But that, so that at least gives you. It gave something for your brain. It occupied your brain. I'm sure for an hour just thinking about things, which is good. That's another and I thing. Couldn't tweet about it. I was like, eh, I, I can't take tweet. Part of this discussion. Did you have a good one? You usually got a great like, either humorous one. You know, did you did you have one locked and loaded and couldn't let it rip? I, I had one had we gotten to Nebraska when it was more in daylight hours, uh, but I was going to take a br- picture of the Nebraska, the good life sign, yep. and then or, or selfie, or maybe we could stop and do a selfie and say, hey, on my way to Nebraska to check out UCLA's newest rival. <laughs> and uh, it just didn't happen. Yeah, you know, well, that's unfortunate. Happen, that but, is un- uh, that's unfortunate. I've enjoyed I mean, I've enjoyed the various memes of people looking really confused, and it's like USC when Iowa runs two tight ends out. You know, like <laughs> I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed those quite a bit. But hey, Nebraska can get revenge on UCLA for that second half beatdown. You know, a handful of years. Yes, ago. yes, right? There's revenge um, on the minds. It's really. Uh, I mean, we can sit here for a couple of minutes on it. It's yeah. Un- it's really remarkable. It feels more earth-shattering than Texas, Oklahoma, simply because they were at least you could argue in the southeast. Right? Like it like does. Yeah. Is- yes. There is an element of like. Let's be honest. Texas being in the SEC on some level doesn't. It feels like a kind of a fit. Right, and the Big Twelve, you could kind of feel like this is just a two-team league. In the Pac-12, you always felt well geographically, they'll never right. Like that's just the way it's going to be. Because when the the Texas Oklahoma stuff came out last year, I remember sitting there at Sirius XM at Big Ten Media Days when it happened. I said the only thing that if you can't get Notre Dame, you want to get LA, which is USC UCLA. But you dismiss it immediately, going they will never do that. Yeah. And then you see the dollars and cents and go, they have to do that. Well, and the thing for me, see what's weird is. I would say my reaction, though, to USC and UCLA was much more. I, I think the the Texas and Oklahoma news, I had a much more emotional reaction to it because I think I knew the, these t- like to me that domino had to fall for this domino to fall to a certain extent. Like the Texas and Oklahoma move really set forth the. hypothetical scenario everybody's been throwing around for years. I tell you, it's just there's we're going to get to where there's two super conferences and that move made it feel like, okay, this thing is in motion. So, and, and I talked about this, like the more, the more these things happen, the more these conference realignment things happen and this school leaves there and this school leaves there, it gets, it gets easier to digest and accept and understand when the next school it it happens so I I think uh, I had a much different reaction to this one than I did Texas and Oklahoma Uh, but nevertheless like you're saying you could argue that Texas and Oklahoma being in the SEC makes more air quotes here it makes more sense than USC and UCLA but I don't know I mean all all that makes now is it's not about sense it's about dollars so there you go well so what do what's your gut tell you on is is the Big Ten just waiting for Notre Dame well, I think that was a big. Uh, I think that was a big reason, or at least one of the byproducts of of the USC move, is that hey, maybe this could not Lure. only do you, not only do you have to do it, but it could encourage Notre Dame to go. Hey, we've got we play Michigan, we play Michigan State. You know, we've had these rivalries. Purdue, yep, just played them last year. We play them. USC. I mean, you got a handful of teams. Plus, I mean, coast to coast, it takes care of your national brand that you're always concerned about. It's just baked into your schedule. I think Notre Dame would probably say, can you guarantee we would play USC every year? 
you know, or UCLA, can you guarantee will be in LA right every year because that would be, or at least play one of those teams every year because that's why we're independent. Um, I still have very serious doubts that they do it, especially with an expanded playoff. Uh, but it would have to be such unforgivable money that you're leaving on the table for them because they'll have the playoff access. You know, they've got the television stuff with NBC. But are you leaving so much money on the table that you have to do it? Notre Dame is one of those schools that, you know, they could leave 30, 40 million on the table. and They'll be fine because they have so much money that it's just couch cushion money right at that point. But it is. Is it more than that? Right. Are you talking 50, 60, you know, 70 million dollars where this is this is the future of college football. We need to be a part of this. Their independence is still so important. Yeah. Still doubting that it happens. Uh, because of their brand, that uh, yeah, I, that's uh, those are all good points. I just wonder, so like you say, the college football playoff inclusion. Like, do we know that for sure? That would be my only concern. Now, at the end of the day, right. it's yeah. hard to envision a college football playoff occurring without the involvement of Notre Dame in one way, shape, or form. But at the same time, let's be honest: who the heck knows? what things are going to look like when all the dust settles with all this stuff in 10 years. And see, my concern, if I'm Notre Dame, is for as much as it's about, like, just show me the money, and if it's so much money that you have to do it, that's probably the, the biggest motivating factor. But I think I'd be really concerned, if I'm Notre Dame, of the unknown of what does the college football playoff really look like in 10 years and is it in our best interest to assure ourselves a seat at the table for all these things right now and it does feel like to me Notre Dame fits in the Big Ten better than the SEC so that would be for as much as it yes obviously the money has to make make sense for them but I just wonder if you could play that like you can gamble with this thing if you want. But now, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine even if you got to that point when they are when out, they're really plucking off all the teams and getting both super conferences set that Notre Dame then will jump onto a life raft at that point. So maybe that's the answer to it. But well, I don't Notre know. Notre Dame still is the team that can join whenever they want. And that's whoever true. Wants them will take them. Yeah, so. that's probably the that's true. Yeah, that's but, true. But I think, though, I, I, if I'm them, I'm just kind of letting this dust settle a little bit. You don't need to remember last year when Texas, oh, we got to pluck the. Well, it was a year later, and now the Big Ten is, is moving I, on things because schools have reached out. I just wonder if Notre Dame lays low a little bit, waits, sees what happens, sees what Oregon, Washington do. But Notre Dame can kind of play its own hand here and do anything. They're not SEC. Right. They would never do that just because cultural fit. It just not. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And, and the ACC. They're kind of one foot in, one foot out. ACC's not doing great. Um, who knows how many teams they'll lose if the state of Florida, the entire state of Florida goes to the SEC. Right. So, I don't know. I'm with you, though, on the you don't know what the future holds. But Jack Swarbrick has, you know, he was one of the proponents and at, at the seat of the table. He's one of the reasons the college football playoff is around because, you know, Notre Dame had to, by in, in some intents and purposes, had to say yes to it. So, he'll he would typically have that seat at the table if you're Notre Dame, uh, whether they're in the Big Ten or not. But the thing, yeah, that, I don't. The, the thing that I'm wondering, Chick, is and, the, and what makes this such an interesting point in time for the Big Ten is the fact that they are in they are in real time negotiating their new television deal. And yes. what I wonder is I don't know the specific terms of the contract right now between Notre Dame and NBC in terms of length, when that's up or whatever, but obviously NBC is one of the networks that is bidding on the Big Ten, and I wonder if there's some sort of element where NBC could go to Notre Dame and just be like, hey, man, we have been a great partner for you a great partner for you for a very long time. Now, we need you to kind of return the favor here. For NBC, we want to get in the college football game beyond just Notre Dame, and it would help us immensely 
you're still going to be the, the, the primetime player for NBC College football, but it would help us immensely if you would also join the Big Ten because there's been that talk that the NBC would like to have some sort of double header each day of you know a Notre Dame and a Big Ten game, and it's going to be a Notre Dame versus a Big Ten school and then another Big Ten game. Would the Big Ten be okay with Notre Dame getting an NBC spot every week? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't you know, think about that. The, the, yeah, the Big Twelve didn't want Texas to have it, or the Pac twelve or whoever didn't didn't want Texas to have its own network. Yeah, right. And that's that was true. One of the reasons why we're we're here where we're at. So I don't know. I I like the thought of it. I mean, if they could say, look, NBC, if they the, Notre Dame has the leverage where they could say, hey. We'll join your league, but we can't give up our NBC spots. Right. We need to be on NBC every week. And the fact is, you'd be the Big Ten, some Big Ten school is getting on NBC every week. Right. If you do that, another Big Ten school. So it could be a, yeah. could be a possibility. But yeah, their contract runs through 2025. Okay. Okay. Uh, so with, it's up pretty with soon. NBC. Here. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, either way, though, and you, you, you realize as you look at college football, it's like, Conferences don't matter anymore. No, I mean, it just doesn't matter. Like whether, yes, f- to be in one is important for the security and financial future of your school, but in terms of hey, we have the best conference or this or that, it's. I mean, Notre Dame is one of those schools that hey, we're going to play football. We're going to play five schools from the ACC. We'll play five from the Big Ten. We'll finish nine and three. We'll make the twelve team playoff. Who the heck knows? But it's really too bad that college football has become this where one of the fun things about it is my conference can beat your conference right and now there's really two conferences so what fun is that it's afc nfc and we're both going to the super bowl because it does feel like the other thing is uh, obviously i've been monitoring the big 10 rights closely because of how it maybe shakes out for for my job yeah and i do think i always felt like Man, it's a big. It'd be a big leap for the Big Ten to make to truly leave ESPN. Like, yeah. would they ever really? That's one of those things. It's easy to say, it's hard to do. But the the news of USC and UCLA, and it feels because there is this element, and this isn't an original thought. You've seen it in multiple columns. It's it does kind of feel like ESPN and the SEC in one bunker and Fox in the Big Ten in another bunker, and it's a quote-unquote battle now, where I think, I, I was pretty much thinking, there's just no way that part of the Big Ten rights is still going to be with ESPN. I don't know anymore. I I really think when all this dust settles, I think the Big Ten is going to be on Fox, and then one of the other, I don't know if they're going to split. I think the days of Fox and ESPN playing nice with each other and splitting rights feels like those days are gone. Yeah, and it's really, uh, as someone who works at ESPN, it's really too bad. Uh, I hope that's not the case, but how much real estate do you have on a Saturday when you are when you have a 16-team SEC and right. you're guaranteeing they get X amount of spots? You've got the CBS window that's now going to be the ESPN window in the afternoon. Where does the Big Ten fit in? And the right. Big Ten is just on par with SEC, where they don't need to play second fiddle. So right. we can either play, we can either squeeze in to get that oh that a coveted noon Eastern window on ESPN two, yep, or whatever, or we can just be Fox, NBC, Fox, whatever. CBS, Fox, whatever CBS, you know, like CBS, yeah, yeah. That that's kind of where I more see this thing going. That it's going to be that the. And it's just wild to really think this with how big ESPN is and how much, you know, just their stature in the sports world. It's pretty amazing to envision a world where there is no Big Ten events, no Big Ten football, no Big Ten basketball on ESPN, but it feels like that's where we're headed. Just depends on how many other outlets they they pursue because CBS is only going to give you one window. NBC might give you three. You got a ton of teams there. Yes. In the Big Ten. So... You can't, you know, as much as you like TBS. Like, yeah, you really well, doing that? I don't know. I don't right. know. Right? It, it, the money will talk, and uh, the can, time slots will speak very loudly. But before we we change topics here, can you can you just? You're a father. Sometimes with kids, you got to tell them what they want to hear. Can you be my father and tell me what I want to hear, and that Kansas might join the Big Ten at some point? Just tell me what I want to hear. Can you do that for me? Is it possible? Well, Nick, you know Kansas. Um, Here's how it's possible: is if they just take Kansas basketball. 
if they say, look, football-wise, why don't you try that independent route uh, or, go, or stay in the Big 12? <laughs> we'll take your basketball program. We would certainly uh, like to do that. Is, oh, that, is yes. that doable? That'd be great. They, they fit. Kansas basketball fits in the Big Ten. Do you think Kansas basketball Kansas. fits in the Big Ten? I do. I do think Kansas Kansas football fits in the Big West or the Big Sky. How dare you, .com, on behalf of Lance Leipold and everybody involved with Kansas football. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. How about Colorado going back to the Big 12? Maybe. Huh? Doesn't it seem like the play now is Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado for sure? I know people have also included Utah in that hypothetical of, like, those yeah. schools going to the Pac-12 or to the Big 12, excuse me. That feels like the, the, the move. It'd be interesting to see if Colorado and, and those schools decide to go to the Big 12. The Big 12 is actually in a decent position here as long as the Pac-12 doesn't absorb something. Pac-12 is not in a position of strength, so I don't know why that would happen. But I think with every – just think about this. Think about, like, Colorado and Nebraska, 62-36. Colorado's got the upper hand. They continue to – they kind of start to own that rivalry a little bit over the course of a few years – and and then Nebraska joins the Big Ten. With each move of realignment that you see, Harvey Perlman and Nebraska's move to the Big Ten become such a self-preserving no move. Doubt. No doubt. That think live in a world where Nebraska says, you know what, we believe in the Big 12 and we're staying in the Big 12. And then the SEC still takes Texas, Oklahoma. Right or yes, well, just just think if you're if Nebraska was still in. Think if Nebraska was still in the Big Twelve right now. Think how terrified you would be if you're if you're a Husker fan, you're you're involved in Nebraska football. And and maybe the Big Twelve, the move to the Big Ten is partly to do is partly attributing to why Nebraska isn't doing well because of recruiting and all those things. Maybe if they're in the Big Twelve, they're better on the field. Their product is better. But you don't want to mess with those, that butterfly effect, right? You take what you have because of the money, because of the security, and because of these tectonic plates of expansion and realignment where you go, look, as bad as this program has been over the last five or six years, you wouldn't trade spots to still be in the Big 12 with a slightly better program knowing what, what is happening in the uncertainty of college football. Completely agree. And I think we kind of all knew that at the time, or at least we knew that was the motivating factor behind things at the time in 2011 when the move was made or 2010 when the news officially came out. But now to be sitting here over a decade later, you can, you, you can sit there and have nostalgia and yearn for the old Big 8 and the old Big 12 and, and all the things that we're talking about here. But on some level – Despite all of the the shortcomings over the last decade on the football field for Nebraska, when you see these things happening, Nebraska fans should thank their lucky stars that they are in the Big Ten, period. Think about think about how dumb, and we said it at the time, how stupid the conversations were, and even, the, the, even connecting dots on it two years ago with Nebraska wanting to play during COVID and, oh, are they going to leave for the Big 12? Right. Are you insane? Like, right. are you watching what's happening? Do you have any idea what the next five years are going to look like? Why would that even enter your mind? Because you want to play Kansas State more regularly. Right. Think about that. Think, think about how short-sighted and silly those notions are. And I'm not going to lie, I succumbed to some of those things. Like, it was an emotional time when football is being canceled and all those things. But, like, and when emotions hit, you gravitate towards – what you know or what or what you knew in the good times and so i think that's what happened for a lot of people like but yeah you're right i mean ever with all these moves when texas and oklahoma go to the sec and even the usc ucla go to the big 10 you just are like man thankfully we don't have to worry about any of that stuff you know what i mean it's like a, you're good it's a it's a bad time to be a bad program not in the big 10 or sec <sighs> like it's a bad time to be a bad program, not attached to those leagues. Yes. Um, and I think about my alma mater, Colorado. I mean, I, I, they're screwed. Like, I don't know what's going to happen right. to them. Right. Had they maintained what they had, beating Nebraska and doing what they did and kind of ruling the Big 12, they have dipped at the most inopportune time where now your flagship schools in the Pac-12 are leaving and you're going, you're one of the have-nots. You left because of geographical footprint and, hey, the future, you chose poorly. Colorado chose poorly 
right in this thing and now they're going to be left going what what do we yeah. do now yeah. i don't know what happens um we got about uh, 10 less than 10 minutes left let's go to uh, some of these polls here let's do it uh we asked you because we have the live show coming up on the 14th should josh peterson call in sick to his own show to attend this show <sighs> i think that we all know the answer to that 89 percent said yes we have talked about uh just should we have them on live while we're on their show live that would be a lot of moving parts i'm uh, good with it though i vote yes to that it'll be fine do you think Tyler McKinney hates Schick and Nick? 400 votes for this. 65% said yes. Tyler McKinney did did have a tweet to us this week with him writing a gif of someone writing on a post-it note. I hate you. <laughs> uh, have you ever had to save the date, then change the date? 64% said no. Oh, okay. Will you attend the live show? 46%. Yes, planning on it. I mean, that's 46% of 340 votes. Gonna, Sheesh. What are we thinking? Crowded. It's kind of crowded. 39% want to but can't. 15% no, I'm too mature. I'm too embarrassed to admit. It's the only thing about this. It's a bold move to come to this event because you can no longer can no longer be in the closet about being a, right. a Shake and Nick fan. You are you are letting it be known. That's right. You're not just going to like, hey, we just came here to eat, guys. Yeah. Same with you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> have you ever told someone to say Steve? I have. I voted yes for that. 33% said yes. 100 people said yes, <laughs> essentially. Do you want guests during the live show? 79% said yes. We had votes for Nick Hendrich. We had uh, Kent Walgamont and or Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, gosh. Barrett and Bo Rude, Werner Berger, the I Apologize guy. Look, I, I don't know how to get in, t in touch with I Apologize. Even my dad, who's on this trip with us, said, or excuse me, visited from Denver here in Lincoln, said, you need to get Chris. Call her yeah. Chris. Like, I don't know how to do it. We've, we have, knows him, yeah, we have put him. out that signal frequently and just yep. you've gotten nothing uh scott says bo polina thank you mamie yes that'd be good that would be good if we could get bo polina give him a latte uh, who we get do you believe intern jacob is a good golfer 57 percent said yeah yeah ah! is nick's scream from the booker woodfox game winner something you would hear in hell Eighty-four percent said yes. What Fox lost the ball? Shot on the way. Is oh! Oh! It's good. I voted yes on that poll. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> and finally, when your stomach goes ooh, is it time for Dunkaroos? I think we got all the answer to that. Come on. Sixty-one percent said yes. Okay, that's uh, we good. do. We do have the live show coming up on the. Yes, board. we do. And um, it's odd because my uh, my son, my eight-year-old son's uh, all-star team that I'm the head coach of, we won our district. So we have a state tournament coming up that begins on Friday. So I, my son and myself, we are flying to Raleigh round trip, leaving here Thursday, leaving my family here because I'm the head coach. I mean, I can't leave the team. Listen, right? you know, flying you're, to Raleigh. you're head coach now. Come Head coach material coming back. This is 8U. This is very big. Coming back on either Monday or Tuesday. So we'll be back, obviously, in time for the show. But I'm going to be a well-traveled man. But between now and then, we got to figure out what drops do we have in the holster. We can probably only have about 20 to 30 right. that we can play. We'll have some fun while we're there. This is going to be more live than taped in yes. terms of drops. Yes. But we still need to have some drops. So we might solicit what drops do you need to hear at the live show. Well, because you and I were talking before we turned on the mics here. Like, I think there are... Especially in the moment, there are the obvious top ones, right? Like, it's almost like we're the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee where it's easy to say who your one seeds are, but when we're getting to the bubble of these drops, like, the last last eight, we should almost do, like, a bracketology for, for the drops here. Just give people, like, Lenardi updates on last four drops in, last four out. Like, we need to figure out those last handful that we're picking from is going to be tough to That'd figure be out what people want. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Werner Berger, the I apologize, you know, Jacobs. Yeah, Bless the I mean, mood. Bless the mood needs to be there. We've reached out to Matthew McConaughey. We'll see <laughs> Nick Henrich, yeah. Yeah. Nick Henrich, yeah. And and people said, hey, you should have Nick Henrich there. I'm like, I, I don't know that we do Nick Henrich there. Like, it, you, I don't, he doesn't listen to the show. He'd be really confused and scared. And if anything, it could lead to his joint hitting in the transfer portal. He'd be like, I got to get out of here. I've been at, I went to Omaha Burke and I have been here and I need to leave. This is terrifying. Yeah. I just can't wait at this event. Side note, the people that show up don't have no idea of what this, the show is, what's going on. They are going to be like, did I just walk into a cult that is the boat that is a bunch of eight-year-olds like what is this first of all yes it is a cult um there's no question about it hopefully this one will not lead to death yeah uh, we're not hopefully you drink cyanide you know. just have a beer yep. like no cyanide just have a beer um it'd be so great though if nick should. yeah nick, uh, nick if you want to just yeah i mean just go go holler at your boys at burke and then make a stop at the hill varsity club it's easy um uh, again that's july 14th uh, we're going to be sending out some Edvite blasts for for folks and um, four o'clock, right? We're at- you're registered four o'clock. Yep. It says four o'clock is when we start. You know that means four thirty. Uh, but we'll be there for record, we'll do some pictures, and and have some fun. And when I say pictures, I mean Nick and I will take selfies and email them to you. Ah! That's really so. Uh, looking forward to it though. That's going to be fun. Oh, and, I can't uh, we're, we're in Lincoln here for a couple weeks. You and I will. This is the only time we are in person together. Uh, this is and, it. Uh, we'll, this we'll is it. Fun. I've heard, uh, I've seen an RSVP for Mitch Sherman. I believe the KSNB Hastings trio is going to uh, take the drive. Are they really? Look at well, that commitment. Not only, it's one thing to commit working in drops to your newscast. It's another thing to get into a car and drive. I, If they make this drive, I am, color me impressed. Look, they will not realize their stardom. Uh, with apologies to KSNB until they get out of the studio and into the Chicken Nick show where they are saluted. I'm sure it will be a standing ovation. And they'll be like, wow, hope we, so. need to, uh, we need to be on the show more often. Yeah. Uh, and quote the show. <laughs> we need to start doing this more often here. So looking forward to that. Uh, hope you had a great uh, July 4th. And uh, we will be, we'll be in touch. Uh, look through your emails. Look through uh, all your stuff. And... Uh, Take part of the polls uh, that we put up there, and we will take suggestions about what you want to hear, hear and see at the live show. Uh, Tyler's drop has to be a part of that, right? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick, yeah! Chicken Nick, yeah! Chicken Nick show, yeah! Here we go! Shit! Yeah! 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 Yes. The problem was you gave him great incentive to do well. That was uh, that was money. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.